As many as many of you know, I grew up in a Christian home, and um, I don't know if this was something that my parents uh, were shouting for joy over, but I soon discovered Christian rock. Yeah, there was a thing called Christian rock and roll, and I became a big fan of a band called Petra. And I listened, I would get every one of their albums, I would listen to every album, every song. I knew just about every song by heart. And in 1982, uh, they came out with an album called More Power To You. Anybody remember that album? Yeah, it was the one with the cool spaceship looking guitar on the front cover and very, very cool. And then on the back cover, there was this mountain that was like the, the, the city of Satan or something. And these, all these Petra guitars were going in for, you know, the kill or whatever, you know, it was just a cool album cover. But anyways, in that album, on that album, they had a really great song that was based from our text tonight. And it was called Run for the Prize. And so let me, I just want to read the short lyrics to the song. Let me read it and then we'll dive in to the text tonight. It, it said this, alone on the sidelines without any guidelines, you've been running too fast with no place to go. You've got no direction. You got to set your affection on the things that can bring you right back in the flow. You've got to run for the prize. Don't look over your shoulder. Got to keep your eyes on the straight and narrow. Got to run for the prize. There's no time to be wandering. Got to make your way just as straight as an arrow. You may be weary, but you got to be leery. When someone says that you will never finish the race, they can discourage, but don't lose your courage. You got to narrow the margin and keep up the pace. You got to run for the prize. Don't look over your shoulder. Got to keep your eyes on the straight and narrow. Got to run for the prize. There's no time to be wandering. Got to make your way just as straight as an arrow. Got to lay aside every weight and run the race that's before us. If we grow weary and faint, the Father, he will restore us. So tonight we're going to look at this text in Philippians about running for the prize. Running the race, but running for the prize that has been set before us. So let's pick it up in Philippians chapter 3. Let's begin at verse 12. It says this, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brothers, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do Forgetting those things are which behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Paul says here, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of, of me. And I do not count myself to have apprehended. So Paul makes a point here that he hasn't made it yet. He hasn't arrived. And so that's the point for us tonight. 
you know, you haven't made it. You haven't made it. You might be saved. You may be in the race. You may be in the family, but we haven't arrived yet. We haven't finished the race. We're still in the race. We haven't been pulled out of the race. We haven't finished it. We've got to keep going. And Paul says here, I haven't attained. Not that I have attained or am perfected. And you know what? I think this is a good thing to keep in mind for the Christian. It's a good thing to keep in mind. Because, you know what, we're not called to run around and walk around like we're, you know, all that in a bag of chips. We're really not. We're really not called to do that. And when, when I run into people like that, when I see people like that, I, I get, honestly, I get a real, little scared, you know, because I know, I know. And I've been around this crazy country and around this world a little bit. And I know the struggles that we all have. I know the mental battles that each and every one of us face on a day-to-day basis. I know how it is when we wake up and when we lay our head down on the pillow at night, the struggles that we face. And so we can't get into this thing where we're walking around like we've made it, like we're all that. Because we haven't made it, and that should, should give us pause and give us kind of an attention and a focus to stay in the race and keep our eyes on the prize, keep our eyes on Jesus. Because he's the one that made it. He's the one that finished. The writer of Hebrews tells us that he's the author and the finisher of the faith. He finished the race. He came in and he went down on the starting line. And he took off and he finished the race perfectly. And so there is one that has finished it. But if you're still here, if you're still walking around on planet Earth, if you're still breathing, you haven't made it yet. You're in the family, you're, you're, in the, you're in the race, you're saved, you're born again if you've called upon Christ, if you truly are in Christ, but you haven't made it yet. And I think this is great because Paul says, hey, look, I haven't already attained. I, I'm not already made perfect. I'm made perfect in the sense that Christ has justified me, but I haven't been fully brought to that place of absolute perfection when that will happen, as John in his epistle said, when we see him. We will be like him. Amen. And we'll be like him in every way. We'll have the new body. We'll have uh, just that perfection that Paul's talking about that he hadn't obtained yet. And, and John talks about that a lot in his, his epistle. And especially in chapter 2 of 1 John. He talks about not deceiving yourself and saying, well, I've I, I made it. I'm perfect. I, I don't have any sin. He says, if you, if you say you don't have any sin, you're a liar. And you deceive yourself. And so don't deceive everyone else. Don't deceive everyone else. Now, there, there, there are certain you know, streams of the church that, 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 that kind of puff people up and, and, and put people in this place where, you know, oh, well, you know, they've made it. They've made it. And I think it's a danger of the large church, the mega church, to be honest. I, nothing wrong with the mega church. Maybe one day we'll be a mega church. Who knows what God has in store. But, but there is a danger in it because there's a way of of projecting on someone else that's up front, that's running the whole thing, that somehow they got it all together. And guys, I've sat with these guys. <laughs> okay? I've sat with these guys, and I know that we don't have it all together. We're trusting in the same Lord that you are. We're pressing on every day, and we're trying. And we're trying to, to, to keep our nose to the, in the race, keep our eyes on the prize, keep looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, of our faith. And so we haven't made it yet. And that's something that we got to keep in mind. Paul wrote from such a spiritual maturity and purity 
that we might expect he believed that he had conquered all spiritual difficulties and saw himself as having arrived at near perfection, but yet he said the opposite. He said the opposite. I mean, when you look at the argumentation that Paul brings and writes in the New Testament and just the, you know, you read the like books like Romans and you go, wow, wow, what an incredible, you know, masterpiece of, 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 of declaring the gospel of Christ, right? But here in Philippians, he says, I haven't, I haven't arrived. I haven't attained. I haven't, I haven't reached perfection yet. And, and let that be something that, that is a reminder to us. But he says, I haven't attained, so therefore, I'm pressing forward, right? Look back there at verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am made or am already perfected, but... I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brothers, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And so he's pressing forward. It's one thing to say you haven't made it, and it's another thing to say, I haven't made it, but I'm still moving forward. Amen? I'm still moving forward. I haven't made it. Don't give up on yourself. You know, sometimes Christians, I think they realize they haven't made it. And they, 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 they maybe feel like they're never going to make it. And so, man, this whole thing's futile. Don't give up. God loves you. And God's bringing you along. And God is just working in you. And he's wanting to do a work in, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. In your family, he's wanting to, to continue to work on things. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again tonight, that the Lord has two great works in the world. What are they? You and the church. He said, Paul said in Philippians 1, right, that he who has begun a good work will complete it. And Jesus told the apostles, the disciples, he said, and I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So there's two things that God, that the Lord is going to complete, that he's going to bring to perfection, the church and you in him. Amen? So don't give up on yourself. Don't give up. Stay in the race. There is a race, and, and you've got to learn how to keep that focus in your life. That is, that is a something that you need to add to your walk with Christ, a focus, a focus on what you're doing in your life, that you're living for him, that you're running this race, that you're getting up every day for who? For him. Read the New Testament. Paul encourages almost everything that can be done. And even if it's for someone else, you first do it for the Lord, right? So, so, so all those examples of all this stuff that we all do in our lives, right? We get up and we serve our family, right? Wives, you serve your, your kids and you're whatever, running around and making PBJ sandwiches and putting them in brown bags and, you know, and all this and getting kids out the door. Yeah, you're doing that for your kids, but who are you doing it for? You're doing it for the Lord. You're, you're, you're loving your wife, you're serving your, your, your husband, husband, you're serving your wife, how, whoever it is. You're going to work, you're... Serving your employer? Well, Paul writes in Colossians and Ephesians, he says, do that, work is under the Lord as well, right? And if you're an employer, 
You're to conduct your work as an, emplo- as an employer, as an owner, as also to the Lord, because you, because you have a master in heaven. Even all the way down to eating and drinking. In the Corinthians, Paul makes the argument, he says, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. So it's like whatever you're doing, you're first doing it for the Lord. And this is what we learn as, as kind of that role of the priesthood that we have. We're a royal priesthood. We're, we're priests and kings. We're saints, but we're also priests and kings. And because we're priests and kings, because we're priests, we have a priesthood. And the priesthood is the ministry of the priest is always first to the Lord. Always first to the Lord. You learn that in the first chapter. You learn that in, uh, in, in the consecration chapter in Leviticus. When, when Aaron consecrated the Levitical priesthood. And, you know, we're actually, we're actually the model there. I think the principle there in Leviticus is right and true, but we're actually in a completely different priesthood, right? We're in, a, we're in the order of Melchizedek, right? We're in the order that Christ is because he's forever a priest. And so, wow, be encouraged, be encouraged with what you're doing. You haven't made it, but you're pressing forward. As you get up and you do everything that you do and you're doing it for the Lord, that's you staying in the race. That's you not giving up. That's you not quitting, not giving up on yourself. Don't do that. Don't give up on yourself. He, and he says, we're pressing, we're pressing forward. Let's go back to... Uh, Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So I I press forward toward the goal. We're pressing forward. Uh, Spain, anybody, anybody been to Spain? Couple of people, yeah. Spain. I've, I've heard it's beautiful. You know, the, the, you know, the Straits. Who, who's seen the Straits of Gibraltar, the Rock of Gibraltar? Anybody? No. I just have this. I've seen pictures of it. Um, but anyway, Spain back in the, it, you know, Spain led the world in back in the 15th century. In fact, the uh, what's the date? 1588. The Spanish Armada was defeated. So most of the up until that point, the the Spanish uh, were 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 large and in charge. And, uh, and, and the coins, her coins, reflected the national arrogance and were inscribed ne plus ultra, which meant nothing further, meaning that Spain was the ultimate in all the world. And, and so, in other words, in fact, there is an argument that, that even, uh, you know, Paul talks about going to Spain and finishing the job. Right, that he was given, which is to bring the gospel to all the Gentiles, and it was kind of the idea was if I, if you get to Spain, wow, you you've been there, done that, you 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 you've completed the you know the deal, until somebody sailed the ocean and discovered there's a whole nother deal over here called the Americas, right? There's a whole new world to discover, and that's why they called it the New World, right? You have the old world and the new world, and. You know, for the Christian, there's, there's a new world. There's new worlds beyond. There's new places of discovery in Christ. There's new understanding. There's new uh, 
understanding of the truths of the gospel and, the, and, and, and comprehending the, 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 the depth and the, the, the width, the depth, the height, the length of the love of God, the mercy of God, the, the grace of God. You know, and just, just when you think you've got your handle on it and you've reached Spain. No, I press forward, I press on, I press beyond. And Paul says, I press, be, I press forward, uh, press toward the goal of the prize for the upward call of Christ Jesus. But look at that. What, what does he say before that? He says, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead. And so, you know, sometimes people are, you know, they, they, they allow things, they allow things in their past, allow maybe mistakes uh, to just continue to hound them, just continue to bring them down, continue to just dominate thoughts in the mind and can't get over. What does Paul say? He says, I, 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 I move beyond that. I move beyond that. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to, you've got to move forward. You've got to learn from your mistakes and for, forget as much as you can from them except for the principle that you learn from it. Amen? Never forget the principle that you learn from your mistakes. Never, never forget the, 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 you know, if you're going to have to learn things the hard way, don't, don't forget the lesson. Amen? <laughs> I mean, there's an easy way to learn stuff and there's a hard way. I mean, DC Talk had a song, remember that? Some people got to learn the hard way. And, and, and sometimes we learn the hard way on stuff. But if you're going to learn the hard way, don't forget the lesson, but move forward, move past it, and realize that you've got that forgiven, that you've brought that to Christ, and you're moving forward and you're pressing towards Towards the prize. You're running for the prize. Amen? And so we've got to do that. And lastly tonight, there is a prize for finishing the race. Look at that where Paul finishes up. Verse 14, he says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. What's that? That there's a prize for those that finish the race. Amen? There's a prize. If you finish the race, there's a prize. Now, somebody came along a few years ago. I don't know when this happened. And they decided we're going to give everybody a prize. Even, 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 like you know, I'm I'm old enough to 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 have played youth sports when one team got a trophy, right? One team got a trophy, and somewhere somebody changed it all up and said, "We're going to give everybody a prize, even if you were terrible." We're going to give you, you know, I mean, do you have to give everybody a trophy? Give the winning team a trophy and give everybody else a ribbon or something, you know? I mean, remember, well, I got ribbons. I remember getting ribbons for, you know, stuff, little buttons. Like, you know, yeah, you got to, I, I, I finished the swimming test or something in school. Here's a button, you know, put that on your shirt. But there is a prize. There is a prize for winning, for finishing, for finishing. And that's what we're, we're doing. 
We're running for a prize, and the goal is to finish. Amen? The goal is to finish. We've got to put the things that, that, that we live in a world of distraction. There's so many things that will, that will distract you, that will derail you from finishing the race. It, it may be other people. It may be some other interest that, that becomes so great that, that, that it just you know, consumes your life and just takes you out. It might be an event or something that happens in your life, a tragedy. I've seen this type of stuff just literally derail people and they, and, they, and, they, and they lose sight of the race that they're in. No matter what happens in your life, you're in the race, Christian. You're in the race. And so keep running. Keep running for the prize. Because the, the, the person who finishes the race gets a prize. The person who endures to the end. Jesus said it this way to the churches, the seven churches, the complete church. In Revelation, to him who overcomes, I'll let you sit on my throne with me. To him who overcomes. And so we've got to press toward the prize. We've got to realize there is a prize for finishing the race. And, and, and there is a prize, and he says the high calling, or the upward call, depending upon the translation you're reading, the high call and the upward call. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago on Saturday night, and it's the idea, Paul's using the imagery of the, uh, of the Olympic winner stand. And literally, you know, you have that elevated stand where they would call the medalists up to the stand. And so you're called up to the stand. And that's the imagery. For those that finish the race, you get called up. You get called up to receive the prize, and there is a crown. There's a crown and there's a prize. The, the, the crown of life that, 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 you, that you will receive upon finishing the race. One of the things that's a blessing to me, and it's more and more a blessing, is I myself have, are kinda, am kind of logging some years on this earth, right? This is the type of thing that I wouldn't have thought about maybe 20, 30 years ago, but as time moves forward, you start thinking about things. And one of the things that's a blessing to me is to see the saints that have started a little bit ahead of me coming to the end of their race and finishing the race, holding on to Christ, coming right up to the end and getting in perhaps into some older years where there's a, there's a little bit more adversity. There's, a, there's some struggle that, that uh, comes. There was a line in a movie, and I don't even remember the movie, but I remember this line from the movie. And it said something about coming to that time of life when life seems to stop giving and starts taking away. But holding on to Christ all the way through and to see to see older saints doing that, finishing the race, finishing well, it's a tremendous example to all of us. And I want to be an example to those that are going to one day look at me and I'll be the old guy, right? I mean, right? You look at me and say, oh, yeah, it must be nice being a little bit younger, right? But, you know, you're going to be old and I'm going to be right behind you. <laughs> and you're going to finish your race and then I'm going to be the old guy. And then these guys are going to be where I'm at now. And then there's going to be another group, right? And hopefully you guys are standing where I'm standing now. 
in 30 years and you've got another group of people after you and saying, come on, come on, join the race and we're going to see this thing all the way through and we're going to run it all the way to the end because there's a, there's a prize at the end of the race and the person that finishes the race gets a prize. And it's the prize of life, eternal life in Christ, holding on to him all the way through your life, through the thick and thin, through the storm, whatever it is, we're running for the prize. Amen? So we're going to pray tonight. I want to encourage you to, to do that, to make that the focus of your life. Take a message like tonight in Philippians 3 and say, yeah, this, I need to, this is something that I need to think about all the time in my life. This is a message, this is a passage that I need to come back to regularly on my life, in my life, because, because you can look at it tonight and you can realize, oh yeah, let us set the, you know, the, the things that are behind, let, let us set those things in the behind. But guess what? There's some things that are yet ahead that are gonna be things that you're gonna need to leave behind. And that's why you need to come back to this passage and realize that you're continually pressing forward in Christ. And so I wanna pray for you tonight um, just to look to Christ, to, to keep your eyes on the prize, to run for the prize, and, and just to make that the commitment of your life, that you're living for God, that everything you do is first and foremost for the Lord, and secondly, for those around you in serving him.